Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Doan, and today we're going to be talking about talking to estate agents and patience and expectations. But first of all, before we jump in all the into all that, I wanted to talk about my week. So this week, um, I was up at Pro- Progressive Property Headquarters again. So I had a day up there. Um, I spent a day doing the JV course, which is the joint venture course that they do. Um, it's a whole day. Um, the day that I was on was hosted by uh, Tony Gargan, who was uh, brilliant. She was really knowledgeable and had some uh, really good stuff to share with us. But what I wanted to talk about uh, in terms of the course was how good it is to get out and into a positive, constructive environment. So I've talked before a number of times on the podcast about kind of uh, getting yourself around people that believe in you and are trying to do similar things um, and trying to set yourself up for success in terms of creating a good supportive environment. Well, that's why I find these courses so important, not just from a learning perspective. Um, you know, we, we always need to keep learning and growing and improving our knowledge so that we can uh, keep improving our businesses and, and, and learning new things. Um, but it's also important to get around those positive people as well who are trying to do exactly the same as you're trying to do, or at least a similar kind of thing. You know, um, as part of that event, they, they have some time, you know, um, in the breaks and whatnot for networking. And it's just a really good experience to be talking to really positive people who are kind of on the same journey, um, who are doing, like I say, similar to what you're doing or what I'm doing. Um, each person has a slightly different strategy and a slightly different way of doing things. So it's great to kind of hear everybody's stories and how they're getting on and kind of keep track and, and also make new friends as well. It's really good for from that. Um, it's good to keep up with um, people as they progress through their journeys as well. Um, I met a few uh, brilliant people who, who I'm sure I'll keep up, uh, up to date with and how they're progressing because I think it's important to kind of, like I say, learn from other people and set yourself up for success with the right people. Like I said, it's it's about getting that environment right and getting around those people who are going to make you feel good about what you're trying to do and at least kind of understand and, and follow with what you're doing as well. So that was really positive for me. I always feel good when I go up to Progressive Property for the day. Um, it's a really good environment, like I said. Um, the the knowledge that you learn um, is fantastic. I've never come back thinking I've not learned anything. I, you know, you always learn a lot of things, um, which is really really good. But again, the second part of it, and just as important as learning um, whatever it is I'm up there to learn usually, um, is is getting around people um, who are doing the same thing. Um, what I also managed to do was um, pop in um, to see the team who edit the podcast as well, which was fantastic. So it was really good to meet those guys. You know, I've been working with them a little while now, but it tends to be um, kind of online. We work together. So um, for those for those of you that have kind of been with me a while know how the podcast works. I kind of record it. Um, I have a, a Zoom H4N recorder that I record it on. Um, I upload the files and I send them over the files and they kind of do their magic to it. Um, I don't pretend that I know what they do or I kind of understand that. It's not my uh, That's not my uh, zone or my area of expertise, um, but they do a phenomenal job for me. So um, I really appreciate what they do. They do, like I say, they do a fantastic job every week and kind of keep me up to speed. Um, they help me tweak things to, to improve things like the sound quality. Um, so thank you very much to Aaron and Bella and the team. That was uh, fantastic. 
um, seeing you guys and getting to know you. That was great. Um, so things that they helped me with, which you think would kind of come naturally, but they don't necessarily. Um, they helped me this week set up the uh, microphones in a little bit more of a better way. So hopefully the sound quality is starting to improve. It's understanding or having an understanding of how... Um, sound waves operate and how the little sensors in the microphone work. Uh, my assumption was that um, the, the kind of doesn't matter where around the microphone you speak, it all has the same effect, but not so apparently. Um, that it's a one-directional microphone that I have, although there's a grill all the way around, like a like a standard microphone on the top. Um, but apparently if you're not kind of talking into the front of it, you don't get uh, the sound waves going into it as well. So that's cleared that up. So it was really good seeing those guys. So I really appreciated that. That was really positive. What else uh, have we done this week? So um, so yeah, that was about it. It was a kind of a busy week because it's always a long day when I head up to Progressive because it's um, a you know, three hour or so drive from where I am. Um, so that makes it a, a, you know, a long day and uh, tired for the day afterwards or so while we're recovering. So, um, so yeah, that was, a, it was a good week. So what I wanted to get into today was talking about, uh, was talking to estate agents and kind of the approach to take once you're in an estate agents and also some questions to ask estate agents to try and identify properties which you may be able to um, put an offer in and get some movement on. So when you go into an estate agent, it's really good to kind of create a regular um, relationship with estate agents. I have a couple of estate agents that I pop into uh, every couple of weeks to try and uh, just chat and catch up with them, um, see if they've got any properties that I would be interested in. If I've seen online that they have some properties, I arrange to do a viewing I try and do that um you know if it's close to one of my visits I'll do that in person instead of phoning them you know if it can, if I see a property on a Thursday and I'm going in on a Saturday morning for example um I'll wait instead of trying a phone call to to try and get there in person because I just think it's better to build those relationships in person just makes it a little bit more memorable and a little bit um, easier to work with over the long term if you kind of have that in face relationship I think that that's um, that's a really positive thing to do um and then once once you're kind of in there and talking i've got um there's some questions that i ask on a regular basis to kind of find properties which i may be interested in now they may come the answer to some of these questions may come back and i may not have any interest in the properties but there are some interesting questions so i'm going to give them to you so you can have a think about it and then you don't have to necessarily use them you can adjust them and change them as you see fit um or, or equally add your own questions in if you've come up with them in fact if you have come up with your own questions why don't you let us know on the facebook page or drop me an email so we can add that in as well to help everybody out so so the first question I tend to ask estate agents is, do they have any properties that have been on the market for quite some time? So because um, the longer a property has been on the market, the more likely it is, um, you know, it's, it's obviously taken um, some, there's some reason why it's not selling so quickly. So is it overpriced? Is the owner looking for um, um, uh, more than uh, the kind of market value? Um, is there something, you know, is there a lot of work that needs doing on the house, which is putting buyers off? Um, so these kind of properties are really good to kind of go and have a look at and see what the um, what what's holding the, the sale up. So like I say, is there something seriously wrong? Does it does a property need um, a significant amount of work? You know, is the boiler gone? Is the roof half fallen off? 
Um, you know, does it need a complete revamp throughout? Those kind of things can sometimes put um, seller, uh, buyers off. Um, so it might be something that you're interested in doing or can easily do because you've already got the contact. You might already have a kind of a, a builder's team in place that can easily come in and fit out a new boiler or put on the new roof or whatever it may be. So you might ha already have everything in place to do that that makes it a lot easier for you than it would be for somebody else. Um, you know, also, if, there's, if, if the property is just generally overpriced, then you can have a discussion and see what headway you can make on that because obviously it's been on on for a long time. Um, you might be able to offer them, you know, um, a, a creative way of um, selling their their property um, rather than just the usual sale, um, which may help them achieve the value they're trying to get. So, um, for example, you may be able to put talk about doing a lease option or something like that um, instead of just a, just regular buying it um, to help them achieve the value they're trying to get. So the longer a property's been on the market, the more open people are to more creative ways of, of um, selling their property. So I think that's something to look at. So that's do you have any properties that have been on the market for a while? Um, that one's always a useful one. Um, the second one I ask is, uh, do you have any properties that are both for sale and also listed as to, as available to rent? So by what I mean by that is, you know, um, sometimes you see um, signs on a house outside that say to uh, to rent or to let, um, and then the other one on the other side for sale. So, um, so usually people are in a position um, when when they have properties like this um, that they uh, need the cash flow a lot quickly. So um, they try they they maybe the market's been uh, the house has been on the market for a while and there's been no movement. Um, so they haven't been able to um, sell the house as quickly as they would have liked. But they're in a position where they need the cash flow, so they they've put it on the market to rent as well. And sometimes they'll then then um, keep it keep it rented so on a long-term uh, basis and enjoy the cash flow from that or sometimes they may then um, get get somebody in rent it out and then sell it on with the tenants in situ um, as a kind of an investment property so again that's something to look at um, because again that means that somebody's after the cash flow a little bit quickly so again maybe you can go in and help them out either um, help help them out put a tenant in there or maybe um, you can again once again uh, get a creative way to finance that so that they can get the cash flow they need um, maybe it's to uh, buy a new house or uh, maybe they, they need to um, maybe they've been left the property and they don't know what to do with it um, but they've not been able to sell it for what they wanted so they're just trying to like I say get that cash flow so maybe you can help them manage that and and do something to to assist them so that that's another one that I use. So do you have any properties that are both for sale and listed as to rent? So uh, you can use that one as well. Another one that I ask um, sometimes so um, is do you have any empty properties? So these are obviously properties that are for sale well, um, for whatever reason, the property is now vacant, empty. Um, so somebody, this is where somebody's usually um, bought a new house and uh, bought a new property. And they've moved out of their old one and moved into the new one. And um, they've still got the old property up for sale. So again, this kind of leaves you with a motivated seller because they're keen on um, getting rid of the old property because they're now in the new one. So it's nice to have a look at those properties to see um, again, why it's not sold as quickly as they might have liked. 
uh, maybe they were out um, they were waiting on a chain and they or they didn't want to lose the new property so they've gone ahead and bought that one um, so you could have a, a look at those properties and think those are going to be um, easier sales you know you're not part of a chain in, in that um, respect when you're buying that property so those usually go through quicker and a lot more straightforward than uh, otherwise um, so th there's another one to kind of have a think about so that was do you have any empty properties um, the fourth one is um, do you have any sellers who keep calling the office for updates so these are kind of um, properties that are for sale and the current owners are kind of pestering the estate agents to um, to see if there's any progress or updates on whether their property has been sold or whether there's any interest in the property. So these, again, are good to know about because um, they are looking for a quick sales, instant um, instant movement of the property. Um, usually if somebody's pestering the estate agent, they have a reason for wanting uh, to, the movement of the property. Um, so again, these are good properties to have a look at. Um, you know, they're going to be less complicated usually. Um, they're going to go through a bit quicker. So again, that's another one that's worth thinking about. Um, again, that's do you have any sellers who keep calling the office for update it, updates? The last one that I um, ask on a kind of regular basis is, uh, do you have any properties who are listed with multiple agents? So the reason why this one's important is, so uh, most estate agents have a clause in their contract that says if uh, if a owner of a house is putting on uh, the house for sale with multiple agents, they have to let the existing agents know about that. Uh, most uh, agents have exclusivity clauses um, in there, so you may not be able to list the property with another agent for the first three months. Each individual uh, estate agent has different rules around that. So if you're selling your property um, and you're struggling and you want to list it with multiple agents, just check the original contract because, like I say, it's usually three months, something like that, um, before you can list it with another agent. Um, some some companies don't have exclusivity co exclusivity contracts. Uh, most of them do, but some of them don't. Um, but always check just to make sure that you're not breaching your terms and conditions if you're selling the house. But why this one is useful is because the owners have, have struggled to get momentum with selling the property with one agent and they're trying it with multiple agents. Um, so again, this looks like they're a motivated seller um, and they they might want a, uh, they might be able to um, accept a more creative way of uh, selling their property um, if they're in this position because obviously it's not sold as quickly as they would have liked now again it's worth looking at all of these kinds of properties from all of those questions to see why it's not sold so much now if it's like I say if it's a case of the property is just a little bit overpriced then maybe there's a more creative way that you can go about acquiring the property so that you can help the the own the current owners get what they need from it get um, get the price they need and help them get exactly what they need um, if it's a case of there's something majorly wrong with the property you know um, that it needs some work or, or something like that um, then that's something that you can look at uh, price it up for yourself and see if you can get a team together or maybe you've got an existing team that can do that work cheaper than it would be for somebody else to do it and um, get a good deal that way so hopefully that's helped. That's some questions there to ask. I'll just run through them all um, quickly so that you've got them there again if you were making a list. Um, so the first one was, do you have any properties that have been on the market for a while? The second one was, do you have any properties that are both for sale and also listed as to rent? Um, the third one was, do you have any empty properties? 
Um, the fourth one is, do you have any sellers who keep calling the office for updates? And the fifth one was, do you have any properties who are listed with multiple agents? So like I say, hopefully that's helped. That's a quick list of questions that I um, I often use. I've kind of tweaked that over, over the last few months, so I'm sure I'll tweak it again. Um, but if you have any good ones that you kind of ask that you find really useful to find some um, good properties, um, then let us know. Like I said, drop us an email or drop us um, a, a message on the Facebook page uh, and we'll get that onto the podcast to help everything else, everybody else. The second thing I wanted to talk about today, the mindset element of the podcast, was around patience and expectations. So having patience with the process. Now, I I like the idea of um, kind of working with the process. You know, a lot of people who listen to the podcast know that I, you know, talk about setting goals based on the process and not outcomes. I'm a big believer of that. And I think that really works and that really helps. And I think as you're executing on the process so as you're kind of following your process and delivering on that so as you're executing that process whatever that process is so this this is in terms of this can be in terms of property or other business in terms of fitness or diet or maybe your relationships um this kind of this kind of works with whatever topic it is you're talking about um is uh, having patience so as long as you're executing on that process something will happen in the future now it may take a while but as long as you have patience and get there um, and keep executing then you will achieve something you know it doesn't matter what process you have in place if you keep following it you're going to have some outcome in the future Um, if if you're not quite you know we've talked about this before if you're not quite getting the outcome that you expect or you want maybe you need to tweak the process but you're going to have some outcome now the thing with patience is you only need patience when something takes longer than it should Um, so again you only need patience when something takes longer than it should I think that's really important to realize because um, so take take for example building a house if building a house is takes 12 months you know, so it takes 12, you know, takes a couple of months to do the foundations, a couple of months to build the walls, a couple of months to put the roofs on, you know, a couple of months to finish the interior and say all that adds up to 12 months. So the standard build process for a house takes 12 months. And then that house is then ready in 12 months. Well, that didn't need any patience because that's how long it takes to build a house. So it followed the schedule. It went exactly as it planned. It didn't really need the patience. You were executing on that process. So it kind of came about in the time frame that you expected. So the, the message that I'm trying to get across here is patience is for when something takes longer than it should. Now, if the house was due to take 12 months and it's taken 18 months because you ran into some Um, some issues maybe there was some issues with the foundations maybe um, they found something wrong when they were putting up the walls and they had to take a wall down and put a new one up or maybe there was a problem getting the right boiler or for some reason the windows didn't arrive on time and you needed longer to get the windows in you know that needed patience because although you're executing on the process and you're delivering it's not quite gone expected to plan you know it's you know you, you kind of know that it was going to take 12 months. You've got the, the data and you've seen it happen in the 12 months before. Maybe you've done it before in 12 months, so you know. But it's taken, like I say, the 18 months. And that's when you need the patience to just and just the trust and the belief in yourself to, to execute on your process and keep going and have that patience until you get to the result you need. Now, if I go back another step and say the house takes 12 months to build, 
um, and you're annoyed after six months because it's not ready, then that's just unrealistic expectations. You know, that's not needing patience or anything. That just need. That's just you need to keep believing in the process and and set the expectations right at the front so that you know exactly how long it's going to be. Because if you're if you're kind of like say angry after six months that it's not that the house isn't built, then that's not patience or even executing the process that's gone wrong. You've just set the expectation wrong up front that you kind of, why would it be ready? It doesn't matter how hard you execute. It's not physically possible maybe to do it within that time. So that's kind of a property example, but take, um, take a fitness example. Maybe you want to run um, a marathon in a certain amount of time um, and maybe it takes you, maybe you've got a marathon plan that's a 16 week training plan, for example, and you're angry on week eight that you can't get the outcome that you want, which is running the marathon within that set time. Well, you were never going to because the plan's a 16 week plan. So, um, so it's about, like I say, having those real expectations and understanding that and having that knowledge. And what's important is, um, when you've got that plan is kind of testing it up front. Uh, if it's the first time you've done something, if it's the first time you've used that plan, maybe run it past somebody who's done what you're trying to do to kind of make sure they think that it's a realistic plan, make sure they think it's achievable. Um, you know, uh, like I've said on the podcast a number of times that I'm running a half marathon in a couple of weeks time and I'm trying to do it uh, in under two hours. Um, so I'm pretty confident I can get there or thereabouts. Um, when I first was talking about doing a half a marathon I, I didn't really know what was doable and I was talking about doing um I, I had initially kind of had in my head that I wanted to do it in under an hour and a half and um quickly realized uh, when talking to a friend of mine Nick um that that wasn't realistic for my first ma- uh, first half marathon uh, um you know it takes a lot of time and training to get to that kind of speed but that was purely like I say because I didn't wasn't aware of what a realistic expectation was it was just something that I plucked out of thin air um, as a good well it wasn't it was a bad example um, but it, it's worth having those conversations with people who've done what you're doing so Nick runs plenty of marathons he does um, lots of races and he's he's a lot quicker than I am so when I said that to him he kind of said well you probably could get there you know within a year or so and get to that speed but you're not going to do that anytime soon because you, you're only just starting out and I had to think and say sit down and think oh no he's right so let's have a look at a training plan let's put that in place and and the other important thing there is listening to your mentors and your um your coaches you know there's no point kind of uh, me talking to Nick having that conversation and saying oh well I'm going to aim for that anyway because it's only going to listen to disappointed I might as well not have asked him because uh, and you kind of um make making it up as you go along why would you ask for advice and then ignore it and I see a lot of people do that you know they have conversations with people and then not not follow the advice that's given the reason you've asked for advice is because you're not sure now if you're asking for advice and you don't get the answer you like um, you ask somebody else they don't give you the answer you like and then you ask somebody else and then they give you the answer that you wanted originally and you follow that advice well you're not really following advice you're just doing what you wanted so you might as well not have wasted three different people's time you might as well have just done what you wanted in the first place but if you're kind of taking the time and effort and energy to ask somebody who's knowledgeable about something who's kind of like I say coach or 
or a mentor, you know, and that's kind of a very loose word, you know, they don't have to be a formal coach or mentor, they just have to be in the space, in the zone, doing what you want to do, you know, they might only be an acquaintance, and you might be able to put a plan in front of them and say, oh, does that sound achievable, and it only takes a two-minute conversation to sign and run through it, and they can go yay or nay in terms of whether it's achievable or not to give you um, the idea of rev- whether or not your expectations are realistic. So I think that's really important. If your expectations are realistic, then have the patience. If it's taken slightly longer, keep executing on the process and make it happen because it will happen unless you quit. And if you quit, then it's not going to happen. And, and that's the only way you're kind of going to lose. So don't, don't, don't um, just stop if it doesn't go to plan. That's when you need the patience and and come up with new and creative ways of doing things sometimes. Sometimes you just need to keep doing what you're doing for a little bit longer, keep executing on that current process and it's going to get there. Um, so, so just have a think about that and when you when you need to have that patience, then tap into it and utilize it because it's going to get you from not achieving something to achieving something, I think, in, and, and taking your business or whatever it is you're trying to achieve to the next level. So hopefully that's helped. That's um, a little bit about um, kind of setting expectations and having patience with those expectations. Um, so just in summary of the whole uh, whole episode there of what we've just been talking about, get in and talk to estate agents, create a kind of uh, a, a bond and a, and a rapport with estate agents, um, go in and ask some questions, you know, never be afraid to ask questions, get in there and ask the questions that you need to ask. Um, the questions that um, I gave you earlier on were, do you have any properties that have been on the market for a long time? Do you have any properties that are both for sale and also listed as to rent? Um, do you have any empty properties at the moment? Do you have any sellers who keep calling the office for updates? And do you have any properties who are listed that are listed with multiple agents? In terms of um, setting expectations, make sure your expectations are realistic. Um, have patience with those expectations. So if it goes slightly longer than you expect it to, just have a wee bit of patience. Um, keep executing on the process and have trust and belief and get around people who are going to give you that boost and share that knowledge with you. Um, ask, ask a mentor or a coach or somebody who knows what they're doing, who's done it before, if your plan is realistic and your expectations are realistic. So like I say, hopefully that's helped. Um, We've got some exciting things happening over the next few weeks, hopefully. So I'm lining up a couple of interesting things for the podcast. Um, Hopefully those will be pulled off. Um, I won't tell you what they are just yet, just in case I don't manage to pull it off. But I think that we're there and we've got something exciting coming up for for everybody. Um, So I look forward to announcing that maybe next week. Um, But in the meantime... Uh, stop talking to me go get and talking to estate agents and ask about some properties and make sure that your expectations are realistic until next time thank you very much 